Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today I'm sharing a post from our Facebook group which says... I feel like I'm not in control of what enters my house because we're a country of hyper-consumerist child debris. I don't know how to curb it without being the mean mommy. All the candy and cheap plastic from every school event and holiday, the gifts with far too many pieces. I package up toys in totes and hide them away. I use open bins that the kids can easily chuck things away in. I really struggle to keep house at best, so this excess puts me over the top. I feel guilty for not teaching them good cleanup after yourself habits. It doesn't help that my husband is a child of clean hoarders, so he's picked up the never get rid of anything gene just arg. I'm realizing as I read this that it's not actually a question. It's a statement of just arg. But I'm going to address a couple of things here anyway, because those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while know that plastic debris and the overflowing playroom is and has been a really difficult issue for me. The first thing I would like to turn you on to is Casey Davis. We had her on on a fresh take that I will link to. She's written a book called How to Keep House While Drowning. She's on TikTok at Domestic Blisters. And most importantly, she has a podcast on our network, Atalyst Media, called struggle care that I very much recommend. Here's what I would say about the plastic junk. I do believe that garbage starts at the door, that every single item that comes in your house is going to be garbage someday. And so I do really try to limit the amount that comes in the front door. It's challenging and it's difficult, but... I do not bring goodie bags from parties into my house. I do not buy items that involve 10,000 tiny little pieces. And I have put the word out that I do not want those items. Does it mean we never get them? It does not. But basically, I try as much as possible to stem the tide of tiny pieces of junk that come into the house. And I have given a lot of voice to that in my kids, that we don't want 10,000 pieces of plastic that are just eventual garbage coming into the house. And has it made them completely, you know, immune to the lures of hundreds of pieces of plastic garbage? It has not. 
But it is something that I try to uh, be very conscious of for myself that stuff does not come into the house. Now you're thinking the four-year-old has a goodie bag and I don't rip it from their hands in the doorway and throw it in the trash in front of them. But generally I find that the, the Halloween bags, the goodie bags, the real, you know, 10 pieces of plastic garbage in a small bag is not a memorable item. It is a thrilling item to receive at the party. It is not a thrilling item to play with three days later. As it gets left behind when they walk in the door, I will scoop it up and put it in the trash. Yes, you heard me. I will just throw out my children's goodie bags. I think the key is that I don't involve my children in any of my throwing out decisions. And so when it comes to the playroom, everything, once the trash bag comes out, everything in the playroom suddenly becomes sacred, right? That doll with one arm, oh, but we can't get rid of that. I da 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 da. I try to follow behind my kids and get rid of stuff as I go. And I'm going to say in a decade of doing this, there's been like two times where my kids have said, where is that thing? And I say, oh, I'm not sure. It's possible we got rid of that and they'll be slightly angry. But I am the benevolent dictator of items in our house and what is allowed to be in our house and stay in our house. And I think it has really helped me because I am overwhelmed by junk. I'm a very, very messy person, and yet mess really stresses me out. The idea of a giant bin that I know has like some food crumbs and eight broken plastic toys and three trains, and it's going to get spilled back on the carpet, it makes me very stressed out. And so I found that Maybe there's eight categories of toys in the playroom, which are trains, dolls, superhero figures, whatever they happen to be. I got eight fabric bins that go in one of those, you know, cubby holder things. And basically, if we don't fit into those categories, we don't live in the playroom. And yes, we live either in the trash or at the donation place. And setting really firm boundaries around that has been really helpful to me. And no, my husband doesn't get a vote and my kids don't get a vote on what those categories are. I will also say my kids are now 14, 13, and 11. And at about 10, you're done with this whole issue. So that's another approach is to just grit your teeth and just realize that it's going to be plastic toy chaos for a decade. My playroom is now has like the kids computers, a couple of books and very, very few toys, like some electronic toys. So you can either gut check and say, we're going to live in this nine train set nightmarish, you know, plastic hellscape for 10 years, which I'm totally fine with. It's fine. It's a season. Or the key is to limit stuff that comes in. If there's four sets of something, three of them go. The less stuff you have, the easier your stuff is to manage. And people will disagree with me. I am team. Mom is benevolent dictator who makes these decisions. Kids don't actually get a vote. But I find that doing that out of the sight of the kids, the stuff is not really missed, but the room is easier to keep clean. That's my hot take, friends. I hope it helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can 
Write them on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash What Fresh Hell cast. You can send them by email to info at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. You can even go on our website. There's a little microphone. You could ask them in person. Send us questions and you may hear one answered on one of our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Margaret, it's an exciting news day. An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact invented. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking